It is Wednesday, April 12th, 2023. This is another edition of Baseball Today. That is my man, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose, producer Dan, along for the ride as well. A ton of day baseball on this hump day. Did you like playing day games on getaway day? Yeah, I mean, I liked when they were done. I hated, I hated playing the getaway games because you just your body is so used to you know being up at seven. You know, mm-hmm. you have that jolt at seven, uh, and then all of a sudden you got to kind of find a way to get that. Usually, it's a, a lot of caffeine in the morning for these baseball players. But when they're over, you hop on the bird, you get to the city, you're able to have a dinner wherever you're going, and yeah. that's the nice part about it. Yeah. I mean, you can hear my, my dog does not like day games either. She's very, very upset. I about can't it. hear uh, the Blue Jays. Oh, uh, really? You can't hear Sydney? She's mm-hmm. awfully loud. It's going to be busy day around here. We got a lot of stuff going on around the house. So yeah. I apologize if you hear my dog. No big deal. Uh, the Blue Jays are going to play their second home game in their kind of new ish palatial estate, even though it's one of the older stadiums around. What did we think of the new look? Well, like KK, there was an article that said he conquered the wall in in the north, which I just love the Game of Thrones reference there. So I'm all about that. I like the blue. The new blue looks good. I like the dark blue. It just seems more professional to me. And, you know, it's all it's all new. Whenever you get like a little new paint job on something or you wash something, it just looks better. This to me looks like almost like a completely different park. I'm I'm all about it. Yeah. How about that little wall out there in left center? I'm interested in it. You know, you can put a big old advertisement on it, right? Yeah, like you're going to see anything from it. What it does do is one of the greatest home runs in baseball history was Joe Carter's down the line in that stadium, right down the line. So I don't think that I don't think that gets out today. (laughs) That's that's kind of messed up. You think about it. Do they have, do they have like a little image of a ball where it would have went? Maybe they should do that. The, I'm sure they should. They should. I I might be wrong on that, but that's the first thing that came to my mind when I saw the wall. I, I do want to get up there. It's one of the three stadiums I've oh, yet to visit. You so love I'm it. Hopeful. Oh, the fans are right so now. fun there too, dude. I know. And let's when go. Good, I'm in. It's, I and then they love to go. Dude, they open the roof up and they have the fucking needle right there. And you, no. I, I mean, I did not like that at all. But it gave me like a little bit of like an adrenaline rush every time I looked mm. up at it because I got scared and my body released whatever it releases, the chemical. Uh, and I'd use that when I played endorphins. A little secret. Mm. Okay. All right, here we go. The Rays, congratulations. You are 11 and 0. Best start in baseball since 1900. The 87 Brewers, the 82 Braves, both went 13 and 0. So, how glued to what they're doing are you right now? I don't know if I'm like necessarily that interested in like this record and and how far they can go. I do love watching them play. Some of the stats that have come off of this winning streak are nuts. They've only um, been behind in five innings out of 99 that they've played. And that was all in one game. So there was been, there's been 10 games that they just haven't been behind at all. They've been, they've had the lead in every single, uh, or they've never been behind. They haven't had the lead, obviously some zero zero, but, uh, some of the stats that are coming out of it are nuts. If you go look at, you know, what they're doing on the pitching side, it's crazy. What they're doing on the hitting side, it's crazy. The power, the slug as a team, I believe of a 944 OPS, like, 
Things are going all rays right now. And go check out our shop, Chris. We got a banger of mm-hmm. a new Rays shirt. We have a MLBPA uh, collab going right now. And the shirts are off the charts, especially the Rays one. Go check it out. But yeah, I'm not that interested to, be, to answer your question in the record necessarily. I'm, I'm just more interested in like just watching these dudes perform because I think they're shutting a lot of people up. And I know it's been, you know, we talk about the competition, whatever it is, but the way they're winning these games is, is awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's more like I'm checking them out more than it's must-see streaming or TV, depending on where I am. It's That's just kind of the way it is. Um, because I'm just, you're not about the start of the season. I mean, I guess I'm curious to see if they can get to 14-0. and Can they get to 15-0? and Today's going to be a tough one, right? Chris Sale, we'll see now his third start back. Uh, he's going against their top pitching prospect, Bradley, who had to be called up because of uh, the injury to Eflin. He's got, he got put on the shelf. So this is, you know, maybe the, maybe today is the one that ends. But if they get today and then they got a day game tomorrow and then they face a, a new, let's see who they face on Friday. And it's not a questionable team. Oh, it's the Blue Jays. Yeah. So there you go. And then the Cincy and then I, mean, I think to Houston. So then all of a sudden things, you know, you start to perk up a little bit. Listen, if they get to 15, then you're definitely, you definitely want to see them get to like 20. Dude, these guys in 11 games, uh, Lau and, and, and Franco have four homers apiece. Diaz, Harold Ramirez, Luke Rayleigh, and Isak Paredes have three homers apiece. This is in 11 games, people. They are slugging the ball. Yeah. And th- that's what we were talking about coming into the season. Are, there, are they going to be able to hit one through nine enough? And they're like, fuck you guys. <laughs> By the way, Check this out. Yandy Diaz's Diaz's backflip yesterday was incredible. It's like butter. Did you see Bays though on the walk off? Oh yeah, yeah. Wow, that was cool. I like that. Yeah, man, I like that. Walk off, you can do whatever yeah. you want, dude. Freaking. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Go fire it into the air a thousand feet if you want. Uh, tip of the cap today to Luisa Rise, whose Marlins hat I am wearing, and Ryan Mountcastle arise with the first cycle in the history of the Miami Marlins who have been around more than three decades. So now every team has completed a cycle. Yeah. That's nuts. Yeah. In their 4,700th game last night, he finally got the cycle for him. Yep. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Ryan Mountcastle in the meantime, grand slam, another Homer, nine ribs for him that tied in Orioles franchise mark so both awesome accomplishments but whose stat line would you rather have from last night this is an absolute no-brainer for me i'm taking the two homers and the nine rbi because dude we're talking counting stats here counting stats still get you paid and to have nine in one game that's like a solid month for people sometimes so I'm, i'm taking that all day i love the cycle i wish i never hit for the cycle i think i got like Two doubles, a triple, and a homer once. Didn't have the single. Um, you like to have that. You have the ball, then you can write, you know, who you hit the cycle off, all that stuff. That's nice. But nine ribbies and two homers in one game, that is, that's eaten. That's what we call you went to the plate and you ate. So I would take Ryan Mountcastle's stat line 100%. Yeah, the nine ribs is something special. Uh, two pretty good guys that he tied. Uh, Eddie Murray, Jim Gentile, not bad. And it's only the 42nd time in baseball history where somebody has had a nine RBI game. 
Like I remember uh, hard hitting Mark Witten is one of the two guys that had 12 in a game. And that's when he, I think he had his four homer game against Cincinnati. And my old buddy, Rob Dibble was the last guy to serve it up to him. He gave him the last one and Dibble tells a great story. He's like, listen, I just, you know, Dibble threw absolute gas back in the day. He was hundred, 101, had the huge leg kick and just didn't give a fuck about anything. It was just such an asshole on the mound. I was like, Dibs, why were you such a jerk on the mound? You were so nice away from me. He's like, I didn't know any other way. I was an <laughs> asshole. And so he said, when, when Witten had three, some guys will dance around you a little bit. He's like, fuck it. If that guy was going to hit it 500 feet, I didn't care. I was going to throw it right down the middle and see if he could hit it. <laughs> and sure enough, if you watch Witten last home run, Dibble throws it. He hammers it. Dibble grabs his dick and turns around. He's like, shit, he got me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Me. Yeah, it's really good. Um, so that's why I go with Mountcastle. But I do want to say this about Luis Arise. He is the baddest hitter on the planet right now. Uh, have you seen his numbers this year? He is hitting 537 in 12 games. That is the highest batting average for any player through the first dozen games of a season since the legendary Frank Catalanato 23 years ago. That's the one thing about Arise and why you'd want to be him is like you're showing up to the park knowing you're going to get a knock essentially. There's no better feeling than that. Like if you know you're just going to get either going to get a you're going to walk, you're going to get a base hit. Although he doesn't walk too much, does he? No. You're going to get a base hit. That's an amazing feeling. I used to say that to like to Miguel Cabrera, get on first base. Sorry about that subtle flex. I was on first base in the big leagues. People, no big deal. <laughs> I'd be like, man, it's got to be awesome being you, knowing that like you're going to hit 300 every year, which means you're basically going to get a hit all the time. Like I, I could do that for like a couple of weeks, and you just feel like, like you just said, like the baddest man on the planet, dude. Like, but it wouldn't last like that. But you're a guy like Miguel Cabrera or like Luis Arise, and you're going to hit 300. Like that lasts all season long. I would love, love to know what that feels like to walk up, just knowing you're just going to get hits constantly. You'd be the happiest person ever, dude. Like that, that's what made me happy when I played in the big leagues was like for being productive and like getting on base and getting hits. And I was peaks and valleys because that's how most people are. But if you're one of these dudes, gosh, so much fun. I think it's going to be really interesting to see how they value him when he becomes a free agent. Now with the rules changes, uh, the limited shift, all that sort of stuff. Because if a guy is going to get, I mean, he's not a pop guy. I know he got double, triple homer last night, but that's not his thing. So I'll be really interested to see when he becomes, I mean, he's already eligible for an extension, you know, whenever he wants. Marlins aren't going to give him one. But when he becomes available, how are people going to see that? Because he is a pain. I imagine if you talk to pitchers, he must be a pain in the ass to face. Should he be a free agent at 29, I think, maybe 30? He broke yeah. off. I, 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 just, okay. I, I bet you Miami makes a run at him right now. We'll see. And God knows they need hitting. He's got 22 hits in 12 games. That's awesome. I didn't, I didn't, know, I didn't awesome. know all those stats. I didn't know that at all. Yeah. Like well, the, that he was hitting 537. <laughs> that's crazy. We're here to inform and entertain, okay? That's what That's we're right. all about. That's right. So why don't we start entertaining people? And I would like to inform you about SeatGeek because they are the sponsor of today's show. If you don't know what SeatGeek is, go to your phone right now and download the SeatGeek app. 
It is a ticketing app that makes buying tickets oh so simple. More than 28 million downloads. That makes SeatGeek number one in the ticketing app department. There are more than 70,000 events every single day on SeatGeek. You can't go to all of them. I know you got to work. You have some other commitments. But when you want to go, wouldn't you want the best deal possible? That's what SeatGeek is all about. So whether you're going to a sporting event, a concert, a festival, let them do the shopping for you and all the heavy lifting. Because what they do is they tell you when you got a great deal. Green dot is good. Red dot, don't do it. Green dot's good. Red dot, no. SeatGeek color codes it for you. And every ticket is backed by their buyer guarantee. And SeatGeek is the only site that lets you return your tickets ahead of the event with swaps. This is great. Something comes up in your life, no big deal. Just swap it out. Another event. Cool. So we got the great hookup. Download the SeatGeek app on your phone. Use the code today. You're going to get 20 bucks off your first purchase. That is $20 off your first purchase. The promo code today. So do it today by clicking the link in the description, downloading the app, save some dollars, go get great seats. I'll see mm. you at the concert. I'll see you at the festival. Mm. I'll see you at the sporting event because mm. I use SeatGeek as well. We continue on here on Baseball Today. Padres have had a really fun road trip. Two tough places to play in. Atlanta took three of four. Last night they got one at City. Josh Hader came on, took care of the rookie. But before the game, it was simulcast on TBS. Juan Soto went on the pregame show with the dudes. I believe it was Jimmy Rollins that asked him about whether or not they're worried about the Dodgers, who have basically owned the NL West the last decade. We don't worry about them. They should be worrying about us. I mean, mm. we showed up last year. I mean, we showed them what we have in the playoff, and uh, we just came up, played good baseball, and, and beat them. Uh, we Now we add more players. We have uh, more depth in, in our lineup. Uh, our bullpen is great. I would say we have one of, one of the best bullpens in the league, and I think they should be worrying about us. We don't worry about anybody. First of all, do you dig his response? And secondly, is he right? I mean, I do dig his response. What else is he, is he supposed to say? Like, oh, we're scared of the Dodgers. They went 14 and five against us last year with a, for a 737 winning percentage. Like, we're scared of them. Like, you don't want him no, to. No, but hold on. He's, he could have said, hey, listen, I respect the hell out of what the Dodgers have done the last decade. Like, look at what they've done. They've basically been the most consistent team in baseball. And so I tip my cap to him. I think we're a good team, too. He could have said that. He could have said that, but he is like an alpha, you know, one of the best baseball players in the world with all the confidence that you'd ever need. And that he's never going to respond like that, dude. Like, you know, that's just how baseball players, you know, answer questions, essentially. I like that he's has that confidence. I think to some degree he's right. Like they've made a bunch of moves. They have brought a lot of people in. Their depth is better. They did beat him the last time that they played in the playoffs. So like, yeah, I mentioned Dodgers won 14 out of 19 against them last year. But when it counted, the Padres got them. I'll say this. Dodgers think the exact same way. They don't think about any other team. They're not worried about any other team. You know what they're worried about? Themselves. The Dodgers think the only team that can beat them is themselves, whether that's health-wise or whether that's just, you know, playing fundamentally sound baseball. That's all they care about. They're not worried about anything except hoisting the trophy at the end of the year. And they know that if 
all if they stay healthy and they play the game the way they can, that's like a very, very realistic possibility. So that's all they think about. So even though Juan says that the Padres aren't thinking about that anybody, I think it's this, it's the same for the Dodgers, man. These are two really good teams that think they can beat anyone on any given day. I love Love it, in part because I think there's finally a rivalry. For the longest time, I've lived out here for almost 25 years, and so I listen to a lot of sports talk radio. But they never talk about the Padres here. They have never talked about them until last season when the Padres beat the Dodgers in the playoffs. And then they started looking at all the moves that the Padres were making in the offseason and the lack of moves that the Dodgers made. And for the first time... It was on the Dodgers fans' radar that, hey, that team that's 140 miles south of us, they are right. Like, they're pretty good. Like, they have three of the top 10 baseball players on the planet in their lineup every day. Like, maybe, maybe they're the favorites. And I do think, I still think that, I forgot who I picked. I think I picked the Dodgers to win the division, but I picked the Padres to win the World Series. Because I do think they're going to continue to go make some deals before the trade deadline. I, I think in less than 10 days when Tatis gets here, I think it's going to be the biggest story we've seen in years, to be honest with you. I think he's going to yeah. change the entire complexion of that lineup. I think you're right. When we see all of those guys together, because there was the WBC, Tatis has obviously been obviously been serving suspended. We see all these guys together in a Major League Baseball game. And, and they're clicking. Like if we just see like an offensive outburst, like a 15-run game from these guys, we're going to holy shit, like these dudes are for real. But again, the Dodgers feel the exact same way the Padres do. And a lot of these good teams feel that way. Yes, they do. I, I get all that. But break down in one minute what he said. He said they should be worried about us. Do you think the Dodgers should be worried about them? No, because... I think they can match their talent. Maybe not like super high-end talent. Although, I mean, you look at the Dodgers, they have really, really good baseball players on that team, but they're getting some contributions from guys at the bottom of their lineup. So their depth, like we were saying, it's going to get tested. It's been passing the test. Vargas and Outman have looked great. Like they're looking good. And again, like when you've had that much success and and the confidence that they have in that clubhouse, like that's just how you think. I don't think they're worried about them at all. Like, you're as worried as you are against any team in a playoff scenario. Like you understand like this team could beat you and you have to, you know, play your game and, and play well or else they will beat you. But you're not like, Oh no, the big bad Padres are coming to town. No. Nobody's saying that. No, no, no. Yeah. I'd be worried though. If I were a Dodger fan, not player, Dodger fan. That's okay. all mildly concerned, which you haven't been seemingly for decades. Uh, we had three aces on the mound last night. Each of them pitched seven innings. Each of them very impressive. You have one game to win in the playoffs. I'd love to know who you'd start, but I want to know who's going to have the better year, the best year between these three. Garrett Cole, Shohei Otani, Jacob deGrom. And with Otani, I'm just talking about on the mound. This is a tough one. So those are two different questions and two different answers. For me, at least, yeah. I think okay. throughout so the start, for, start for with full, the better year. Start with the better year first. For a full year, I'm going Garrett Cole because I think he's just so consistent. Like he's going to give you 33 starts. He's going to have right at a 
bottom three ERA could break into the twos. Like he kind of does everything you want and you can rely on him. People, I think, I don't know if you asked me this or if Jake asked me this, he's like, you know, if Garrett Cole doesn't win a championship is his contract. You asked that, right? And we talked about it. Like he's been everything you want in an ace. Like he's been a stopper. Um, He's had some, some moments with the press, but he still will get up and talk when, when he needs to talk. And uh, I just think if you look at the stats, like DeGrom, when he's right, probably the best, best pitcher in baseball. Uh, Shohei, you know what you're going to get with him. Although I feel like Cole is probably just more consistent. So I'm, I'm picking Cole for that answer. One game yeah. playoff, Jacob DeGrom. If he's healthy. Yeah. I don't, I think there's just DeGrom, nobody else you'd want on the mound. In, in the world? I don't think so. And when he's healthy and it's a one game situation, I mean, it's like, honestly, is it him in McClanahan right now? Really? Dude, have you seen this guy throw lately? Yeah. Absolutely filthy, neutralizing lefties. Righties aren't going to hit off him either. Like, it's one thing, like, like, the reason I wouldn't pick Cole in the one game, although he's obviously a very fine choice, but I feel like he's a little homer happy. Like, guys can touch him up. You know, he seemingly gives up like a home run every time he pitches. I don't feel that way with DeGrom, and I don't feel that way with McClanahan. Yeah. Well, Cole did a great job saving the Yankees season last year in game four of the ALDS against Cleveland on the road, raucous place, gave up the big homer to Naylor, didn't bother him, pitched great the rest of the way. You know, that showed me something. I thought that was nice. Um, I agree with you on Garrett Cole just because he is healthy. He is consistent. Shohei, as great as he's been, and he only gave up one hit last night. Now, some people say, well, that was only to the National. Did you Coming into the game, did you know the Nationals had the most hits of any team in the National League? I did not know that. They've had a few big yeah. games, right? Yeah. And so he held them to one hit, but he was walking the world. He does kind of lose it sometimes. And I don't feel like those other two guys do. I mean, DeGrom last night, nine strikeouts, no walks whatsoever. And then uh, Garrett Cole didn't get a lot of strikeouts last night against Cleveland. But, you know, he got touched up. Did we lose you on the Zoom? Is that me? No, I think that's me. That's me. I yeah. think I'm back now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Garrett Cole and McClanahan, I did my research. They both average one homer per nine. Jacob DeGrom, 0.8. So I guess I was wrong about that. just seems to me, although lately Cole's been a little bit above that. Mm-hmm. Um, in my mind, Dan, don't you have that, Dan? You're a Yankee expert. Don't you feel like Cole can be – like give up a homer from time to time, but he kind of doesn't also. Like I just read the well, stats, but there's a lot of good pitchers that, I mean, Kurt Schilling used to give up a ton of homers too, but he said, Hey, listen, if they're solo homers, I don't give a shit. Rosie, so. Rosie, Cy Young five, Cy Young two, Cy Young four, Cy Young two, Cy Young nine. That's Garrett Cole. You can talk about this dude, however much you want to talk about him. Make fun of his spider tech answers because they are hilarious, and I did forget yeah. about him, and I'm happy I saw him again. Uh, but this dude's a beast. He is a beast. I he's think really, he's really, really good. You think he is the, like the truest ace in the game right well, now? I mean, Sandy, you can talk about as well. Yeah, I but this guy's been so consistent yeah. for so long. That's the thing. There's never. I don't ever have a question about his availability. 
everybody else, it's always something. There's something going on with him. He is there every five days, and that means a lot. When you could be not only be there, but save, know that you're going to save your bullpen every five days with the way the teams burn through guys and are so reluctant to let guys go a third time through the order Garrett Cole you're like okay punch your ticket for seven innings and I'll see you in five days he's also never gonna get into trouble or like do anything like that like I don't know how much that means to people but like for an organization that pays you 300 million dollars or whatever like you want someone like Cole it's just like all about his job doing it yes listen would he like a redo with the spider tack absolutely did he look foolish thousand percent but he wasn't the only one it was poorly handled by a lot of people but once again, if that's like the one we're going, ooh, ooh, that's it. Like, that's not that bad at all. It's just not. It's not. He has been worth every penny they've paid him, and he has been masterful on the mound. Before we get out of here on the podcast and YouTube side of things, since you are now um, the guy in charge of telling us thumbs up or thumbs down on every sort of celebration, the Orioles have gone from the Homer hose to the sprinkler when they do anything good where guy hits a double and now the guys in the dugout are spitting like a sprinkler. Yay or nay? I can't believe Kyle Gibson is letting this go on. I'm off of the sprinkler. It's too much. It looks unsanitary. Just like you mentioned the, the dong bong or the Homer hose, uh, like a bunch of guys just spitting there on a double, like at least give me an RBI double or something like that. We actually just ranked or gave our thumbs up, thumbs down on all these celebrations on talking baseball. That'll be out later today. So go, Go check it out. Uh, we even came up with some for your favorite team that doesn't have celebrations. We made some for them. Uh, sprinklers I'm out on. The Homer hose. I think where I've landed with that is I like it because it's unique, but it doesn't look very show. It looks like they put it together last minute. Like, let's let's upgrade the Homer hose. Like, let's make a real, like, the funnel's too small. Get a big old funnel. Let's, like, let's do it. It's the show. Oh, people, like if you're going to go all out and do a home run celebration, like you got to do it. It's the big leagues. So make it big league. I think there's few things more disgusting than spitting. I I hate it. I, I just like can't get into it. I, I'm not a fan of it. I don't like seeing guys spit in the dugout. I definitely don't need to see them spitting water like they're sprinklers. Sorry, I'm all about fun. Let's find something better. Challenge yourselves. Do something sanitary. That is brought to you by the Health and Safety Department of John Boy Media. Okay. We got one of those now? Oh, yeah. We have everything. If you missed the all-hands-on-deck meeting, we've got everything now. I'm scared. I stay in in my little lane over here. All right. That's going to do it for us for today. For our one-of-a-kind producer, Dan Rourke. The always entertaining and sometimes sanitary Trevor Blue. I am Chris Rose. We will see you Thursday on Baseball Today.